When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Good Humans Podcast with me, Cooper Chapman, chatting to the world's best about the inspiring stories that got them to where they are today. massive hello to every single good human out there and welcome back to good humans podcast this is guest episode number 69 and with a very special friend of mine by the name of ali simpson first let me tell you about today's sponsor a repper a repper is a brain function drink and if you listen to this podcast quite a bit you'd know all about it but if you're new here today let me tell you what it is so a repper has been developed by brain scientists neuroscientists who have come up with a product that basically makes your brain perform better short-term and also creates a stronger and healthier brain long-term. Over $4.5 million have been put into the neuroscience and the clinical studies behind Arepa, so you know it works. Arepa's been supporting this podcast for a while, and I'm so grateful for them. It's a product that I seriously use every single day. It makes my day just a lot better. I, for me, I have a coffee in the morning and then I'll drink an Arepa once I head out to work. That way I can get that long-lasting energy and just have my brain in a really positive place to perform at my peak throughout the day. If you want to pick up a bit of a Arepa, make sure you head into either Woolworths or Coles. You can pick it up in the cold area where they have the drinks. Or if you want to get stuck in today, head over to drinkarepper.com and use the code GOODHUMAN and you get a huge 25% off. So I recommend doing that. If you check out the show notes, you can head straight there as well. All right, on to today's episode, Ali Simpson. Ali is such a remarkable human. Been lucky enough to be friends with Ali for the last year and she's actually been through one of the hardest years, if not probably the hardest year of her life. She broke her neck last year and I've had a lot of broken neck Um, cases on this podcast recently, but Ali's story is very unique in its own way. She actually broke her neck and didn't know for three months and then was crazy lucky that she didn't die or end up with any um, major damage, but you'll hear all about that later in this podcast. Ali's older brother, Cody Simpson, was a pop superstar and her family and her got taken over to the States when she was 12 years old or 11 years old, I think she said. And yeah, her life got turned upside down, traveling all around America while her brother was a pop star, um, singing sensation. She then made her own mark and became a radio show host, got to interview all of the top talents all around the world. And yeah, has had such a unique experience. Ali now has got just huge goals in the acting um, industry. She's also been a big um, singer herself. She's just had a story that is very, very... um, yeah, unique, if I have to say it one more time, but very grateful for this conversation with Ali. I know she's super busy and it's awesome to, yeah, get to share a room and a conversation with her. So hopefully you guys enjoy this episode too. Welcome to Good Humans Podcast, Ali Simpson. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so glad I could finally come on the pod. We've been talking about it for so long, so I know. happy I'm really, to be here. Yeah, it's going to be a fun chat. We yeah. um, have been talking about doing this for quite some time and mm-hmm. we've been friends for 
almost a year now. Yep. And um, yeah, we've been pretty pumped to get to actually finally do this. I, I know, I'm you're, excited. You've got a very unique story and you've lived quite an extraordinary life and I'm sure the listeners are going to really enjoy it. But the first thing we're going to do to kick this episode off is have a little, a rapper cheers. So for anyone who okay. isn't getting to watch... A rapper is um, a sponsor of this podcast and getting to let you know about it. So a rapper is a brain drink that's all about basically making our brains perform better, more mental clarity, better mental performance. And because we're about to sit down and have a chat for an hour right now, I thought it's a perfect it's way to per- start. It's perfect. Um, black currant. I also love not. black currant. I know. So, so I've already cheers. like I've already sipped it. I'm already <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, cheers. Yeah, yeah. I literally live on this stuff. It's I'll so give, good. I'll give you um a couple cases. So. Sweet. You can keep Thank your you. brain going throughout the day. Yeah, no Wonderful. caffeine. It's the way I use it for like a coffee in the morning, yeah. and then if I go to work, it's I'll like take one the of them. So it's, it's like, better than drinking like coffee after coffee. All exactly, day, isn't it? Yeah. exactly. So yeah. that's what a rapper is, and yeah, I'm gonna leave you with some. So thanks that's to a rapper for supporting the episode. But let's get into your story. Let's do it. The first thing I want to start with, and I think I know what your answer is gonna be for this because okay. I know where you've just came from. But mm-hmm. what are you grateful for right now? Yeah, I mean, I guess I could say grateful to be alive, grateful to be walking. Um, I guess obviously because my neck injury, we'll dive into that. But I mean, I think on a daily, I'm just grateful for my family. Like, I think they're the ones that keep me like sane on a day-to-day basis. And I think just in my life, always, it's my family, like every waking day. Just happy to be healthy and and doing my thing. I love that. You you seem to have such a tight-knit family, which I'm really excited to get to know the story a bit more and get to know the dynamic and kind of how it's all come about because, yeah, yeah, you guys have had something that is very unique happen throughout your guys' lifetime, um, which is super exciting. I'm sure you're going to get to tell us all about it. But let's rewind back to the start. Where did you grow up? What was family life like as a kid? And, Mm -hmm. yeah, what were the goals as young Ali before the – it yep. all changed. Yeah, well, okay, back to the start, okay. How old were you when you moved to America? I was 12. Okay, so yes. let's talk about up to before Up 12. to 12. Um, yeah, so I grew up on the Gold Coast, um, went to All Saints Anglican School out in um, Mary Mac. Um, it was so funny. Like, I mean, my childhood upbringing was just, like, very tight-knit family, like you said before. Um, I feel like most of my childhood was just, like, family barbecues, sing-alongs, lots of music involved, um, just a very fun, happy, like, carefree household um I didn't really know what to do with my life not that like a lot of people do when they're like 11 and 12 (laughs) but um at the time I was swimming funny enough um and that was sort of what I thought I wanted to do when I was young like competitive swimming because your parents were yeah yeah Yeah, mum and dad both swam for Australia so so I think we just grew up in the in the sporting family so it was what I knew and what I loved to do at the time um and then once we moved we moved obviously for my brother Cody's music career um when he was 13 and I was 12 and um we all stopped swimming and we basically went from an insane like sporting Gold Coast family to like the depths of music and Hollywood and like that whole world it was like the two extremes I think um, it's just such a crazy story like yeah. your guys family and how do it change yeah what was it like from what you can remember those moments because it was kind of like early YouTube your brother kind of blew up yes. and got noticed yeah yep. what was it like for you kind of being like wait a second my life was like with all my friends here in Australia yeah. now it all changes just for my brother yeah what was that transition like yeah, it was it was hard to be honest, and I think being that young, I didn't understand the enormity of moving countries. And I guess like when my family first told me, and they were like, "We're going to move to America," I just thought they were joking. Like, you know, if Cody's like music goes well, we're going to move to America, and I was like, "Okay, like 
sure didn't actually think it would happen and then it got to the point where mum and dad were like yeah we're gonna we're gonna go we're leaving like right after christmas and this was just like leading up until christmas and it all happened pretty quick from so like, quick it was like yeah um, it's obviously a long time ago now, yeah but yeah it would have it just yeah. seems like it happened like bang it did yeah he got discovered on youtube you know just after the time justin bieber also was um you know that big youtube sort of face um and we just packed up and left within like a month um, and yeah, I was pretty upset at the time cause I was so young and I didn't want to leave my friends and I was really enjoying school and I was enjoying swimming and it was more just like, Oh no, I'm leaving my friends and my crush. Like I'm 12, my life is over, you know, like what's going to happen. Um, but I mean, now looking back, I would not have changed it for the world. Like I'm so grateful for like that whole experience. Like I just, it's just changed me as a person and open my world to so many things so i'm so grateful for it now yeah, yeah. i'm really excited to tap into that sort yeah. of next part of your journey moving yeah. to america as yeah. an 11 or 12 year old girl <laughs> yeah to follow your brother's music career mm. and life became very not normal for you i'm guessing yes very quickly no, not normal school what was it like trying to sort of still get an education because you've got yep. another sibling yeah, younger brother Tom, he's yeah. 18. So he was six. Oh, wow, so he was a full grown. Yeah, yeah, so he was a baby. So he's a yeah, very different story for him, I'm sure. Um, but, yeah, it was just thrown in the deep end. Life changed really quickly. We obviously pulled out of school from – I was in grade seven, so from grade seven I homeschooled till I graduated. Wow. Yeah, as soon as we moved to the States because Cody was straight on tour um, and so were we and my, my parents wanted to keep us all together like, they never wanted just Dad and Cody to go on tour. Like, Mum and Dad always wanted us to stay together, like, the five of us, oh. since we were all so young. So we just all went on tour and just had a family tour of us. And No way. Yeah. Did you have, like, a tutor and stuff for schooling? Yep, yep. So we had a teacher that would come on the bus with us. There was sort of, like, a crew bus and a family bus. No way. Um, that, like, you know, the teacher and the dancers and, like, all the crew would be on the other one and then we had, like, our family bus as well. So, yeah, we'd do school every day and then Cody would go straight and do a show. Yeah, it was just a very crazy and very surreal upbringing, I think. That's so wild. Yeah. And you think about it now, it's like it doesn't seem like as young a happening like that weird yeah. little period where yeah. it was kind of like your brother, Bieber, yeah. like One Direction. Was that that time or I a bit it, later? Yeah, I think, yeah, One Direction. It, oh, no, it was all around the same time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, when sort of, I guess, getting discovered online and all that was a, becoming a thing. So, yeah. 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 That's crazy. It just like baffles me how like yeah yeah wild that weird little period of the oh, world was so like, nuts yeah right place right time yep so what was it like for you then once you kind of were going through that life did you have any normality was it hard to create like build friendships in America was it hard to get any stability in your life it was definitely hard to get stability and I think you know me being so young and yes moving for my brother like and like you said before like trying to figure out and pave my own way and figure out what I was going to do with my life since mm. those first few years were so heavily based on Cody's career but I'm also really grateful for that because he opened that world to me as well so like the world of entertainment and you know at the time like I was doing YouTube and getting into radio like all these different things that I would never have been exposed to you know being on the Gold Coast and all these things I didn't know I would have loved mm. I had the opportunity to to do so it's like I actually found all these things that I love to do because we yeah. moved there for Cody so I just think it, it's awesome yeah sense. I think it's so cool like obviously yeah. the opportunities are just yeah unbeknownst to like most people like yeah. the life that you got to live yeah I'm sure throughout that period 
of your life. When was the first sort of opportunity where you're like, all right, sweet, I get to like make my sort of personal mark, Ali yep. Simpson rather than Cody's brother sort of yep. vibe? What was that first opportunity for you where you're like, you know what, I'm pushing my own sort of thing? It was definitely when I started my own show on Radio Disney. Um, that was like my first sort of big job as a as a young, I think I was like 15. Wow. Um, and I went in actually, and that came around because Cody was getting interviewed on Radio Disney by the current interviewers at the time. And I just went along and they were sort of like, what do you want to do, Ali? Like, and I was like, I've no idea. And they were like, oh, you seem like a very like personal, outgoing sort of person or you could talk really well they're like would you be interested in, in coming in and um and interviewing someone because they wanted like a younger face I guess on their station and I was like for sure I was so down to do that mm. and they said okay we'll give you a call like this week and they called me and they said um we want you to come in and interview One Direction and that was like my first ever interview I'd never interviewed anybody before I was also 15 or 16 years old like massive fans of theirs at the time I was like how am I supposed to like keep my cool at the time um, and I did it, I guess I did a good job and I loved it. And then they asked me back in the week after that to interview Justin Bieber. And then from there, I just did like guest interviews for about six months. And then I basically talked to my manager at the time, I think or a year had passed and I was like, I want my own show. So wow. I want to like go and pitch it to, you know, the board at Radio Disney and said, I've, if I'm going to keep doing this, I want my own, like, you know, two to three hour show on a specific day. And that happened and I did that for about four years. So wow. I think that was my my turning point that really felt like it was mine and I was building my own, I guess, audience and platform then. Yeah. That's so cool. What yeah. was uh, – we could have pulled up some of those old interviews. Yeah. I'd love yeah. to try oh and find them. <laughs> they are so ridiculous. Like you could just tell how nervous I was. Because you would have all been babies. Yeah, well, they're all babies too. Yeah. And it's like watching even them and how they acted at the time is so funny. Like – but I mean, like, I, I feel like I went through a phase in my life where I got embarrassed by it because I was like, why did I say that? Why did I act <sighs> like that? But now I'm like, I was 15, 16. Like, I think it was, uh, now I think it's just awesome. I know, yeah. you, you look at like 15, 16 year olds yeah. now and you're like, wow. Yeah, so, <laughs> I know. I know. I, I can't even believe I was that young, I think, when I it was know, all happening. It's like yeah. 15, 16 is so young. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's so wild to yeah do that. What did the, was that kind of just your full time gig then the radio show like? Yep. Was it consistency like once a week you had an episode out? Do you pre record? Are yeah. we live? Was it? It was um it was mostly live every Friday night for three hours. Um, the only thing that we pre recorded were interviews, yeah. like because I did have a lot of amazing guests that I cannot believe I even got to talk to. Um, so interviewed them throughout the week and then it would obviously air on the Friday and I'd usually just go in every Friday and, yeah, keep me busy most of the time. Wow. Who was one of the most interesting person? What's an interview Um, that you look back on and you're like, that was cool? Wow, there were so many. Like some of the ones that I thought were really cool were like artists that I loved at the time, like Gwen Stefani and like um, all the, I guess, sort of like the bands at the time. I also got to speak to like really interesting people like Chelsea Clinton and like, but it was all, a lot of it was like Disney. So all of like the Disney talent at the time, like yeah. people like Zendaya, Selena Gomez. Jake yeah. Paul? Um, oh, I did have Jake Paul, actually. <laughs> like, I'm trying to remember now. But um, yeah, I had Jake <laughs> Paul, which was interesting because that was so long ago. So long ago. <laughs> um, I guess just when they were like starting YouTube, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I had all those, all those sorts of people. And I thought it was just interesting to, I guess, get to know everybody, and, you know, their different paths and stuff. But I spoke to a lot of people that I was like, 
Oh my god. Who surprised you that you were like, this person's actually just like a really genuinely good person? I'm sure most of them, but yeah, I mean, most of them um, were just amazing, and I did because we were in that world and like in the Hollywood world. By the time, some of the time, like I got to interview the people that I was like really excited to interview, I'd actually become quite close friends with like at the time, or they'd become really close friends with my brother, you know, people like Selena Gomez and the sorts of people that I was like really excited to talk to. Um, But I feel like there was just so many that you, that it all just felt like really good conversations, you know, like I guess the Jonas brothers, they were really cool. Um, I think like Zendaya, Bella Thorne, or your like Disney talent at the time as well. Like they were just, unreal like i just made so many friends out of the whole experience yeah your network is just like must just be outrageous now yeah just got all the stars phone numbers (laughs) have you been you haven't been back to la for a little while now huh no it's been about a yeah it's been a year i i moved back uh, and left la when about two years ago now and i did a year in sydney but yeah i haven't been back to la since like right before covid i went and filmed a a movie over there so that was the last time i went yeah yeah, so let's let's get to that next part of your story. So you yeah. had the radio show for four years in yep. LA. That takes you to about 20. Mm. What's that next stage of your life like where you're like, all right, I've had a successful show. Yep. You can leave a lot of people pretty confused and lost and sort yep. of what do I do now in my yep. 20s? And you'd obviously had a very, very different upbringing to a lot. Yeah. What was the goals moving forward once you're about 20? Like mm. what was the vision for the rest of your life looking like back then? Yeah, because I, I mean – and. I guess I, a lot of people would think that, you know, me coming out of the radio show, I, I would just have all these opportunities or, like, a very clear vision of exactly what I wanted to do. But, like, I guess, like, many other 20-year-olds at the time, like, I still felt the same. I was like, oh, this chapter's ended. And, like, I had decided to leave radio because I wanted to move into all these other things. Because I guess during radio I was still able to, like, make music and um, I had my YouTube career as well and then, um, you know, still do, like, a bit of modelling and acting. Like, I was able to do so many different avenues that yeah. I thought, you know, when I left radio, like, I'd just continue to do all of those avenues and yeah. I actually was luck- lucky enough to be able to keep doing that and still am, like, to this day, which is awesome. But, I mean, I did have, like, many ups and downs being, like, what am I going to do? Maybe is there one specific thing I want to focus on? And I really don't think I've hit that point properly until maybe this last year Mm. of my life where I'm like, okay, I think there's one thing I really want to focus on now. Like I feel like I've done so much and I, and I want to take the next step. So yeah, it's just, it's been a roller coaster. my life. I, I I think I've lived a hundred different lives already to be honest. Yeah. It's crazy. So you've put out a bunch of music singles Mm. as well. Yep. Do you enjoy getting in the music studio and stuff? Yeah. Music was a funny one for me because I, used to, when I grew up I wouldn't sing in front of anyone without like crying like I was so nervous wow. I would have a meltdown like at our family barbecues and stuff they would want me to like sing with Cody or sing with dad and I yeah is that hard do you feel pressure because of Cody that there's like expectation like oh she's gonna be really good as well and like, not really like not? I, I, I don't know like I'm Cody's biggest fan and I never felt and music was never like my passion like yeah. it just wasn't something I really wanted to do but then like, I knew I could sing and I liked to sing, but, like, on my own. Like, I wasn't prepared to sing in front of people. Um, and the opportunity came up when I was 15 um, to record a song that I think came through Cody. Um, it was written, some like, at his record label or something, and Cody was like, oh, I don't want to record this song, but 
uh, it would be really cool if Ali did, you know, like, because it was more, like, girly about a relationship, being single, that sort of thing. So he was like, Ali should do it. And he asked me if I wanted to. And I was like, well, okay. And he's like, if you hate it, you don't have to do anything with it. Like, we don't have to release it. Um, so that was 15 and that was my first song and it ended up getting like, I don't know, 10 million views on Instagram. Oh, sorry, on YouTube. Sorry, Instagram probably wasn't even a thing at the time. Um, and then, yeah, YouTube. And then I was like, oh, this is cool. Maybe I should do another one. I then like started working with people in the studio a bit more and I think at 16, I released my second single, which was sort of my best one. And that got like 30 million or something. So it was, and I... I don't know. Yeah, music was never something I wanted to do and, like... Just a casual 30 million, 10 million, yeah, but know, you don't but, really care uh, about just, your music. <laughs> at the time, I, I just felt so young. Like, I didn't understand, mm. like, the music world or anything. I was like, oh, this is cool. I can just sing a song. Did you ever perform on stage much? I have a few times, but I got asked to a lot of times, like, when the songs were going really yeah. well, and I, I turned them all down. It's like, no, yeah. you. Yeah, I just couldn't. And that was when I realised I didn't want to be a musician like I was like I enjoy singing releasing songs were really fun but performing and touring would not be for me I get too scared too nervous so that's crazy because you've been yeah. around it obviously so much watching your brother yeah do I you... feel like I could do anything else on stage like I love being on stage like yeah. hosting and talking and mm. whatever it may be even dancing like anything just and acting but just not singing I don't know what it is that's so fascinating. I've gotten better as I got like as I've gotten older. Like I think that the fear of judgment started to fade a bit more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, very interesting. Yeah. I, I did enjoy the music though. That was good fun. Yeah, that's super interesting. And yeah. then moving, so we'll go back to that sort of yeah. chapter once you got past twenty, and you were like, yeah. "All right, where am I going with life? I've done this TV show. I've released some hit songs. Yep. But it sounds like you kind of hadn't really found that, no, nah, this is like what yeah. I really want to do. Yeah. I'll let you have a sip of your drink. Yeah, I'll, no, I'll, I'll keep asking this. my question. Yeah. So once you got to like 20 and you moved through those early stages of your 20s, mm-hmm. what was the next kind of passion that you lent into? Was it um, acting? Was it what was next? Yeah. So for, like something that I've only just recently, I guess, in the last year, um, I've really enjoyed like getting into acting and like I've started studying it, I guess, over the last um, six months to a year of, of my life. And I had a lot of time to do that over my injury. That was going to be my question. What's yeah. the thing that you found that you love, but it's obviously acting? Yes. And I haven't done any of it. I've done um, one independent film in the States, which is what I filmed um, right before COVID, which was really cool. And I, and I wanted to just do that for experience and just like get the feel of what it's like, you know, to act on camera and um, that sort of thing. And I guess I, I watched a lot of things over the last year and, I, and I've just studied a lot online and now I'm sort of just getting into like the auditioning process now. So I've just like bought the whole backdrop and the lights and the setup to do all your like self takes oh. at home. And um, so that's what I want to dive into now. I kind of just want to go for as many roles as I possibly can and, and see if I can learn something, I guess, very soon, hopefully. Uh. You'll yeah. get something. Oh. I mean, I'm excited to watch it happen. But yeah. there's a couple other things I want to talk to you about sort of throughout your 20s. Mm. You've done a couple of TV shows here in Australia. Were both of yeah. them like through COVID? Uh, yeah. Uh, so what were you doing oh, no, before so, COVID before you moved back to Oz? Um, in America. What were your last like year or two in America? Yeah, my last year or two in America was I was still doing some music. Um, I was doing a lot of. I was working with like different radio stations and stuff at the time, a lot of TV hosting and like yeah. award show hosting. 
um, you know, Kids' Choice Awards, all that sort of world. Bouncing like, around a bit. Yeah, I was just sort of, yeah, bouncing around job to job, um, keeping busy. I always had something to do, you know, yeah. whether it was like a photo shoot or a show or whatnot. So those last few years and then I just got to the point in my life where I had been over there for 10 years and I was like, I'd want to go home almost, have like a reset, see my family. Were you by yourself for the last couple of years? Yeah, yeah. yeah because, um, I mean, Cody was there, but my family had already moved home the last, I think the last two years. Um, my parents and my younger brother moved back because they wanted to send my younger brother back to school here finish um, yeah. to finish, which is great. Um, but Cody was touring most of the time. So, yeah, my last, like, year or two, I was alone just in my, like, living in my apartment in, in the States. I think that got to the point where I was like, I need my best friends back home. I need, like, I need a, family. I need family reset. Yeah. What was that like coming back to Oz? Did you have any friends that you left in Oz when you were 11 and you came back and they're still your friends? Yeah. That's an interesting, like, yep. scenario. If you leave when you're 10, do you stay in contact with friends while you're living in America as a kid? Because it's not like now where you've got – you yeah. can keep in contact real easily over iMessage and FaceTime yeah. and Instagram. Yeah. At the 10 time, years ago, it was, like, Skype and – Yeah, it was Skype. Yeah. Yeah, it was Skype and, like <laughs> – maybe Facebook a little bit yeah. after that. But, it, yeah, it was Skype. I was um with a few of my best girlfriends. We would just Skype, like, all the time. So that's how I, I mostly kept in touch with them in the beginning. But, I mean, over time I did realise that, you know, long-distance relationships, you know, not relationships, like, with friendships, friends. Yeah. yeah, friendships are something you really have to work at too, you know, mm. like, because we were always really busy and, you know, my friends had their life going on back here. And, you know, I kept – a few of my friends over the period of time, I also lost a few. Yeah. I think, you know, that's just the way of life, no matter happens where anywhere. you are, happens exactly. anywhere. Um, so, yeah, I've definitely still got, like, a good handful of girlfriends that have been, you know, my best friends sort of the whole way through. Um, so that's really nice. Yeah, that's super interesting. Yeah. I think that's really cool. Yeah. So then once you made the decision, you know what, well, it's time to get out of America. Yeah. I want to get back. It was was it before COVID and just it was and then COVID hit so it was like kind of perfect that you're already out of there yeah it was like not the, rushed just a year before COVID and um so many things had happened in my life like I'd finished um a job at the time I'd finished a TV show at the time I'd broken up with my partner in the states um I left my agency it was like oh the lease was up in my house and my car like it was all these perfect storm it was like yeah and I was like this is meant to be like I needed the break and everything was just sort of coming to an end for me and that I was like okay I'm I'm ready for a change then I did a year in Sydney um and then now I've been what were you doing in Sydney um same sort of work as LA yeah I just wanted because I had a I signed with an agency down there and um just continuing to do the same sort of freelance all over the place kind of work. Nice. Um and then I wanted to come back to the Gold Coast so I've been on the coast for this past year how good's the goldie? Yeah, I love it. I love <laughs> so it. Good. I would never move back to Sydney now. I think it's it's here. Me neither, or, I don't think. Yeah. Well, I grew up in Sydney. Probably, yeah, it's, right? yeah. Yeah, so I'm like. Yeah, I think it's here or it'd be back to LA. Yeah. I think. For I me. feel, yeah. Yeah. I want to talk about these couple of TV shows you're on. Which one was first? Yeah. I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here? Yeah, I'm a Celebrity was first. That was right before COVID. So I was lucky I didn't have to. Um, oh, actually, on the back end, we had to quarantine and things like that. So oh, it must have been just at the. At the start of COVID. Yeah, so um, I, yeah, that first show, that show was like, it took me a lot to say yes to doing that because I like usually can't even be in the same room as like one cockroach. 
or a spider without like screaming like I'll make someone else kill it let alone like being covered in them like when I did the show like when I did all like the challenges and things it's filmed just... here in Australia isn't it yeah it's well it's, isn't it like it's marketed that it's like well it's overseas. usually it's always filmed in South Africa but because this was the first one that they filmed during COVID, uh-huh. it was filmed here in, in um, I think it was Mwollombar or something. Yeah, it's close, eh? Yeah, I, really, I had a friend really, who filmed it. Yeah, really, think so really, like... really close. Like when you watch it, it doesn't look like it. Like yeah, you no, would never you know. But I think it's where like they filmed the UK version. Yeah. Yeah, so super random. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's funny. What was the experience like in a show like that? Yeah, I mean, for me, like, the show was no bullshit. Like, a lot of people were like, oh, was it, did they actually no. feed you or did yeah. they actually, like, no, it was, like, 100%, like... Legit what they show. Legit, like, what they show, and they even don't show everything. Like, it yeah. was really hard because it was two weeks, you know, with a group of people that you've never met before, which I actually really enjoyed because, like, no phones... You're away from, like, your whole life. Like, I actually got to build, like, amazing connections with these people that you wouldn't, that I probably wouldn't have on the mm, outside world true. because no one ever just is just sitting in the forest, like, <laughs> talking about life, you know? And you you find that you talk about, like, really, really deep. You probably go, like, it's way more than a surface-level yeah. relationship that I made with the people in there, which who that are, was my favourite part of it. Who were a couple of the friends that you, like, have kept from there that were on there with you? Yeah, um, Abby Chatfield. She was um, probably, like, my best friend in there as well as Grant Denyer. Oh, yeah. um, he felt, like, almost like a dad figure in there for me. Like, he was always caring about everyone. Um, we've all stayed friends and, like, we I think there was, like, 12 of us and we ha- we still, like, talk in the jungle group chat and things no, like right. that. And we try and, like, have reunions and dinners, like, if we're in the same state. Yeah, that's cool. And things like that. So, yeah, it is really cool. Um, I loved the show, but it was absolutely terrifying, like, some of the stuff I had to do. <laughs> yeah. What was the harder thing you had to do? I had a challenge with um, Colin Fastnitch. He's, a, like, a celebrity chef, and, and we had to do this challenge where there was two underground tunnels and one of us had to be on top and one of us was on the bottom. The bottom one was underwater. Um, you know, these giant tanks just filled with like eels and Ugh. just all these scary underwater animals. And then up the top, I was in like the dry cave and I had to like hold down buttons. I had to put my hand into like these oh. little chambers with snakes, spiders, like green ants and had to like hold down a button, um, to turn the light on for him. Cause he was in the dark oh. to find the stars or whatever. That was the mission. But like, I was so scared. My hand was like, oh. no joke shaking that much. And I had to hold it down. And like, well, there's like a tarantula like on top of me. Um, while the chamber was filled with like hundreds of cockroaches and worms oh. and grubs. And I'm just like trying to like move out of the way to like crawl on all fours, like through this dungeon. So yeah, that was probably like the scariest thing for me. Oh, that sounds like such a yeah, mission. It, it was terrifying. That sounds fine. like... But I, I, I think I got a lot of strength from it. Like, Yeah, definitely. I bet. What about the next show you did, The Masked Singer? That yep. one's obviously a lot different yep. to the other one. Very different. How does that work? I'm, I, to be honest, I'm going to be honest, I haven't actually watched that yeah. show. Yeah, So it's kind of a bit of a interesting one for me to yeah. talk about. But what, um, yeah, what was that show like? That show, well, funny because we just spoke about me being terrified of singing. I also, it also took me a while to say yes to that one because I'm like, I have to sing on stage and I have to sing in front of the judges who are really good singers. And, and I think the element of the show that was like appealing to me, cause I was like, well, no one can see me. 
Like, I'm in this massive costume. Mm. I'm like, is that going to help with my stage fright? Because no one can act, no one knows who I am. Like, <laughs> I'm singing without judgment. Like, I'm singing purely just from my, like, hearing my voice. So I was like, I wonder if that would change my my confidence on stage. And it was really fun. Like, it kind of did, but also, like, I was nervous as hell. But um, it was really interesting doing that show, and I really enjoyed it. Like, I loved getting dressed up in my costume. It took, like... 45 minutes to get on half the time um and everyone sort of thinks that that show is pre like pre-recorded like people pre-record the songs because you can't see your mouth ah true but it's actually legit so it's legit but like the microphone we use was a a prop like the handheld microphone was a prop but underneath we had head mics Yeah, yeah so people don't actually know that because it's like yeah, we were all singing live. So, no way. Yeah, so it was... And um, it's like, I feel bad I should have watched an episode of the show just to be able to talk about it better. Yeah, but, yeah. So how does it work? You sing and then they have to try and like, do you try and like sing different to like your normal voice? Some to like not give do. it away? Or like, do you sing like normal? Yeah, well, I sang normal because I, I, I didn't know if people would really recognise my voice because I haven't done a lot of singing yeah. live. So I, I just sung the way that I would. Um, but a lot of people do sing in like a different accent or a weird voice and cause they, they do have a lot of people on there that aren't singers too. Like people yeah. maybe even if they can't sing or aren't singers, they do it for fun and they'll like sing in just a funny voice yeah, or yeah, they yeah. just want to have fun. So, cause they have people from all walks of life. So yeah, it was, it was a really interesting show and you just got to get through the rounds. Basically you get assigned a song. You don't get to choose your songs. Uh-huh. Um, and then you just go from there and you just have to make it through each battle round. How'd you end up going? I did a lot better than what I thought. Like, really? And I was surprised. Like, I was like, if I get out in the first round, I don't care. Like, I'm, I'm doing it for fun. But when I actually started the show, I got so competitive. I was like, I, I need to make it through the next round. Like, I need <laughs> to get through to the next one and the next one. Um, so I think I ended up getting into, like, the top five out of 12 I think and then was. how do you win or lose? They just say, all right, that person was the worst singer of this round and then you take your mask off? Yeah, so I guess to, to win, like, a lot of it had to do with the costumes and the performance and stuff too. Like, that's what I liked about the show. It wasn't about whether you were a good singer or not. Like, some people who weren't even singers got to the top two, top three, because wow. it's like if they had an awesome performance or a great song or a great costume, uh-huh. you know, there was so many elements to it. So, um it's yeah, and it basically was up to the judges. They usually had like a live crowd, but during COVID they couldn't. Uh-huh. Um, they had like online people voting and stuff, watching <laughs> it live. But when Cody did it um, two years before me, and he won it, but that was when they had a live um, audience. Oh, no yeah. Oh, that yeah. Been so cool. Yeah. So How cool. interesting. Yeah. A few last little things that I want to talk about. One is your neck. Yes. I've had a lot. I was telling you before we jumped on. Yeah. I've had a lot of people have broken the neck on the podcast recently. I can't believe that. I know. I cannot believe that because here I am walking around thinking like I'm dealing with this broken neck. I don't meet anyone that's ever broken their neck. Like when I tell people, they're like, what? I, I reckon like, yeah, I've had like five people in the last like 10 like weeks so on the podcast. That's crazy. But your broken neck story is, as everybody's is, yeah. very unique. Yes. And I actually met you when you had a broken neck. But I wasn't in a neck break. Exactly. You didn't know you had a broken neck. No. So let's get into that story. We like How did you have a broken neck about... when I met you that you didn't even know you had a broken neck? So. Yeah. So I guess long story short, I'll try not to like tell the massive long story that it that it was. Um, in October last year, I... October 2021. Yes, October 2021, I dove into a shallow pool. Like I was out with some friends and um, 
basically like a pool party, right? And I dove into the shallow pool. It was nighttime, not realizing how shallow the pool was. A girl had just dove in before me. And like, I guess I figured that I could do yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I wasn't thinking She's at shallow, the time. Yeah. And um, hit my head on the bottom. And I sort of like blacked out for a bit. I saw stars. I heard a high-pitched noise. And I think, like, when I came to the top, I actually felt okay. Like, I felt a bit rattled. I was like, oh, I just hit my head on the bottom of the Did pool. you, like, scratch your face or anything? No, and there was no blood. There was no nothing. So I thought it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, was when I came to the top, Bumped I was, yeah, I just thought I, I knocked my head and it wasn't that bad. And I went to sleep that night and woke up the next morning and I thought, like, oh, I've done something really bad to my neck. Like, it was just felt really locked. Like, I couldn't, like turn left or right it just felt like I'd really badly jarred it so I sort of left it for a while and it was fine didn't know um I then started to go and see a physio because it got so locked that I could could barely like move it left or right like it just everything I guess seized up like Mm. trying to to keep it from it was broken so doing whatever your body does like going into damage control um saw a physio for a few months you know we never got x-rays in the beginning because I hadn't Basically, none of the symptoms that you would get, like, if your neck was broken, I wasn't getting any, like, pins and needles anywhere. No, I felt numb. I wasn't getting pain in my arms. Like, it just, no, nothing led to it being broken. Mm -hmm. And then um, on New Year's Eve, for some reason, I was getting, like, all these pins and needles down my legs. And and I think that that could be related to anything health-wise, not my neck. But for some reason, it was like a sign from the universe, like, go and get an x-ray. So for some reason, I just called up, like, my GP and I was like, can you just, like, can I get a referral? I just want to get an x-ray for a piece of mine on my neck because it was still hurting. It had been three months. I then went and got the x-ray. Like, I'd just been to Pilates. I'd just went for a run. And the um, the radiologist looked at my scans. I knew something was wrong because it took them, like, 20 minutes to come out and tell me, like, if, you know, if it was giving me the clear or not. Um, and he came out he basically started crying and was like, you are a walking angel. Cause he's like, you t- you're telling me this happened three months ago. And I was like, yeah, that, I don't think there was anything else I did in my life that made that happen. Yeah. Like that he came out and was like, two of vertebrae like broken. It was like two millimeters away from like piercing my spinal cord. Um, so at any moment over those three months, even if like I sneezed, I could have paralyzed myself from the neck down. Like, or if I got into a car accident, like anything, or ex- like all the exercise I was yeah, doing. Running crazy. Yeah, so um, I don't know how I, I managed to get through three months with not knowing it was broken and also not severely, you know, injuring myself or it, God knows, like anything. Like, could have been so much worse. Um, my doctor called me and was like, they wanted to put me in an ambulance straight away, like, not to move my neck. Like, you need to sit down on your couch and, like, stay as neutral as you can and, like, not move a muscle I'm like what do you mean like I stood on my head last week at Pilates like what do you mean I have to stay still it made no sense to me um so I went to the hospital New Year's Eve night and then I didn't have to get surgery which is amazing um they just put me straight into this big green stationary neck brace and said you'll probably be in this for six months 24 hours a day wow yes so it's it's just insane I'm so grateful to be alive and let alone walking yeah yeah Cause I was, it was so weird for me. Cause we like I met you literally like a week before this. I think I met you yeah. on Christmas Eve that year. Yeah. Christmas Eve. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then, it was that week. Yeah, exactly. Because that, that was the thing. Yeah. I was like hanging yeah. out with you. And then yeah. a week later, we'd like been catching up on Instagram. And I I'd see like a story of you in a neck brace. I was like, You'd have been what? like, what? When did this but then, happen? And then yeah. as well, you, I think you said, posted something or maybe said something to me that you're like, oh, I did it diving into a pool. Yeah. Which for me, I'm like, oh, heavy. What, like yeah. diving into a pool on New Year's Eve. But then to learn that you did it three months yeah. before is just like, yeah, because I think that's what everyone thought. They're like, oh, she must have been at a party on yeah. New Year's Eve. And I guess that's because I couldn't get the whole story out when it was all happening yeah. and I and I didn't know when to talk about it or how to tell the story. Um, but, yeah, I think everyone thought it was a party on, on New Year's Eve because that's when it yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah. But, no, it was three months prior. Wow. So I just, yeah, I don't understand. I, I feel like I've, I've lost a few lives. But, yeah, I've gained a thousand Yeah, yeah so that so. was um- – December last year, October yeah. last year. Now we're in October yeah. twenty yes. twenty two while we're recording this. Yeah, I think it was. What's the news that you just got today? Literally come from the doctor, didn't you? Yeah, no joke. Like it was a year, and the timing again is really weird. Like to this date, today is it the fourth today? Uh, the fifth. The fifth. Yeah, yeah. So this week, I think it might have been the fifth or something. I that it actually happened. So it was like basically to this day, a year ago, it happened. And I had my uh, last x-ray and MRI this morning and meeting with the neurosurgeon. I got the best news. Like, it's finally pretty much almost healed itself and way quicker than what we thought. Like, I ended up only being in the brace for four months instead of six, um, which was just a miracle to me because that thing just drove me insane. Um, But, yeah, so I got the news today that it's pretty much healed. I can finally give me the green flag to get back into exercise and you know do the things that i love to do um because i haven't been able to do anything for a whole year yeah that was a question i wanted to ask you how's yeah. that been i know obviously you're a very active person you yeah have lived a life that's yeah. extraordinary to be yeah. sidelined like you have been for the last mm. eight to ten months yeah how's that been for you mentally and what are some of the things that you've been doing to maintain mm. peace of mind while you yeah. can't exercise, while you can't work like you'd want to. Yeah. What have you been doing and what have been some of the struggles? Yeah, I think those first few months, like Jan to, I don't know, April, they were really hard, like mentally really, really hard for me because it, I guess the first two weeks, the day after I got the, my brace on New Year's Day, I tested positive for COVID. So my first two weeks of the year were like alone, in my neck brace, couldn't see anyone. Like my parents couldn't even come and help me. Like I could barely shower. I could barely do anything. I just had to sit down all day, every day. Like mum was trying to like drop me meals to my door because I, could, I couldn't cook. I like, could barely, like barely move in this mm. thing. Um, so it was really tough mentally, though I found I was surprisingly positive sometimes because I felt really lucky, like mm. that I didn't have to get surgery. I'm not in a wheelchair and I'm not dead. So I think that kept me going. So if I ever felt sad or if I started to like tear up on the couch, I'd be like, no, I need to stay happy and strong because there is a million other circumstances that have happened to so many other people where it just didn't go their way. And I don't, I guess I just need to be as grateful as I can that it did, you know, I guess go my way in that sense. And I found myself even like happy crying sometimes because I felt so overwhelmed by you know, when I was sharing my story, other people would share their stories and, and I would just have this overwhelming feeling of, I guess, gratefulness. Like, oh, my, mm. I can't believe that I got so lucky and also, like, just feeling so sad for so many other people that didn't quite get, you know, just mm. pushed it like that, I guess, one vertebrae too far, you know. Crazy. Um So, yeah, I, it was awful that I couldn't exercise because 
that was something I would do religiously yeah. twice a day. Um, brought me so much happiness. It was just like my favorite thing to do all the time. Um, so having that strip for me, like, I guess for a whole year, it's been difficult. Mm. Um, I could, I guess I can only have I've been able to walk. Um, I got the green light to run um, a few months ago, like two months ago. So um, that's been really, really great. And I feel like I've turned a corner since I've been able to like run again. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just had to try and find like those endorphins elsewhere, I guess. Like I, I just did a lot of reading. I fell in love with acting. You know, I, I had a lot of like self-reflection time, a lot of reading, a lot of journaling. Wow. I feel like just I, I turned to that instead, you know. But now I can finally exercise again, so I'm very happy. That's so good. Yes, it's very all, happy. Yeah, it's great to see yeah. back on your feet and yes, getting to yes. chase those dreams again. I Something know. I wanted to quickly touch on is yeah. you guys obviously have a very close family. We spoke about it a bit at the start. Yeah. Um, your brothers, your mum and your dad. Talk to me about the relationship with your parents. I know yeah. it's close. And then tell me about the business that you just started with your mum. Yeah, so um, I guess relationship with my parents, like our whole family have just been like as close as, you know, any family could ever have. And I, I think that Cody and I are def- and now Tom, my younger brother, we're so grateful that, you know, my parents even would move countries like to let their child like chase this, you know, once in a lifetime opportunity because it changed all of our lives for the better. And I feel like it's really selfless of them to have done that, you know, leave their lives and leave their friends and um yeah like they're uh, you know very set in their ways at this point grew up like lived here their whole lives you know Mm. but then to move for the 13 year old so we owe a lot to like our mum and dad for doing that for us and I think you know they seriously changed our lives and gave us this crazy opportunity so that's that's amazing and and I guess we've we've always worked with mum and dad like we've been really effed over in the industry by so many people um in terms of contracts and finance, you know, the whole the whole thing. There's a lot of sharks in the industry and I think without mum and dad, we always had them sort of looking over everything and supervising everything and making sure that that didn't happen and, you know, things always went really well and we'd have our parents' help, which was great. Um, and, yeah, really close to my mum, so we just started a, a health and wellness business together that we've been working on for a few years now um, called Botanical Path. It's just like protein powders, collagen powders, greens that whole thing and that's just been amazing because i love working with my mom how cool is that yeah i'll have to get some of your stuff i'll leave in the show yeah notes there, i'll have check to it bring out. you over like a box of like yeah. I'll, I'll bring you some for sure i've got a big box of good human merch over there for you as well oh, i'm not exciting. a big box so i'll get some stuff for you for when we leave but oh thank you the last little segment i wanted to chat about yep we will chat about cody here but not about yep. his music yep something that i'm crazy impressed by and i want to just take your side of it is his swimming career he just yeah. won a gold medal at the commonwealth games i watched yeah. his netflix i mean his prime docker oh yeah and on just, amazon yeah oh, on amazon good, yeah. it just baffled me i watched it with alex actually who yep. i'm friends with too yeah and he's he loves swimming and yep. i think everyone should go watch it because it'll tell a whole different side i think so to your guys family as a whole to know how yep. dedicated both obviously you said at the start yep. and cody were to swimming at the Mm. early days of your life both your parents are australian um representatives from swimming yeah how cool has it been for you watching your brother change into something and as well probably a lot more behind the scenes than what people think yeah you would have seen everything yeah the dedication that goes into being a professional swimmer yeah is ridiculous ridiculous. like ridiculous whereas people would see him and go oh he's just been like the singer and now he's just got the best coaches i'm like watch the docker yeah and like learn that this is like 
yeah, beyond it's, dedication to catch back up to what everyone else has done for the last 10 years of training. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, Cody got back into it during COVID and he just started swimming again. For, during COVID? Yeah, in for two fitness. Years. Wow. Yeah, just for, yeah, he's only been back in the pool for just two years now. Um, I guess he lost those like 10 years of, yeah. you know, of training. So to, to do what he's done to sort of come back and train hard enough to, to make an Australian team and medal, you know, he came home with two medals, um, is just insane. But I'm, I never like put it past Cody because he does, he works so hard, like more than any human I reckon I've ever met in my entire life. So I think that, yeah, it definitely hasn't just, it's just come like he's got like his pop star and he's gone to, to swimming and it's just all working out for him. Like next, no uh, one sees astronaut. like, yeah, I know what's he going to do next, <laughs> but I mean like no one sees what he really puts into it and how much does go on behind the scenes. Like, and I guess he just has such a passion for it that I think he was telling me the other day, he's like the passion He's like, you love it and you hate it sometimes because it's so hard, but the passion for it pushes you way past the feeling of hate. Like you just mm. get it done. He's like, he could be crying in the pool and just, but still love it. Mm. Like, because his passion for it is just so strong. Um, so it's just amazing to see him, I guess, live out this dream that he's had since he was, you know, 12, 13, because yeah. he swam at nationals when he was really young. And Talk me through um, Birmingham, it was in the UK, yeah, yeah. the Con Games. Yeah. You guys obviously all went over as family to support. Yeah. What was that like watching him? Win a medal. I think that was when it sort of felt really real. I mean, I guess for me, because it was like actually seeing him race in, you know, in an Australian team in a, in a massive competition, like even seeing his name up on the board or just seeing him stand behind the blocks, like I would be crying or getting goosebumps, like just so proud of him. Like I don't even know how he got himself there, like, but I guess it's just the hard work and the dedication. But, yeah, Birmingham was awesome and it just all felt really really real just to see how yeah. he's how far he's come in such a short amount of time and you know I, I had um coffee with Elijah Winnington he's another swimmer on the team um yesterday and he said never would I have thought that you know we've been family friends f- with him for years and he's like never would I have thought that I'd be swimming in a four by one you know relay with Cody yeah. like that it's, was like long gone probably yeah like t- 10 years ago long gone he's like that that's when it felt real for him too like and i just yeah it's in, insane it's re- been really really awesome and inspiring to watch i think yeah i bet i'll yeah. have to try sneaky to get me get him on my podcast one day get oh, him on yeah. here for a chat i'd love to tell his story yeah like i'm sure he would love to yeah obviously mind and psyche yeah. to be able to achieve he what he's achieved but yeah he would love to i'm sure yeah, we'll, yeah. i'll send him we'll make sure this one comes out really yeah. clean and good and we'll send yeah, it to perfect. him and hopefully, perfect. um enjoys it but the last sort of little segment i want to go on what's coming up for you what are you excited about yeah obviously acting something yeah. that you're looking at moving more towards yeah now that you're back on your feet and yeah. healthy and kicking again yeah what's um what's the future looking like for you what are you excited for yeah I guess I'm really excited like you said acting like because I've sort of thrown myself into the behind the scenes of it the last year when I haven't been able to do any auditions because I've been in my brace and things like that so now that I've fallen in love with that I'm excited that and getting the news I did today like just being able to move freely again without hesitation or being scared I'm gonna do something like I feel really good about that in that world and I think I'm just gonna put like head down, bum up and do as many auditions as I can. Like I've just signed with an agency over in the States and in Sydney. So it's like all coming together and I feel like it's perfect timing for me to just dive into that as much as I can um, to begin with. So, yeah, I guess the next few months I'm 
I'm going to focus on that. And I guess focus on just working on myself as well now that I can get back into all the things I love to do, like exercise and, and just without fear now. So I think it'll be a nice turning point for me and, you know, wrapping up this year and leading into next year, I'm, I'm feeling very positive. Which yeah. It's exciting. Another yeah. thing you're really big into is um, like self-love and self-care. Yeah. I always watch your stuff on socials. Yeah. And what you get up to, what's kind of your everyday non-negotiable couple things that you do that take care of yourself? I think, you know, waking up at a good time. I think like I've definitely gotten into that routine recently. I think that changes everything, you know, catching the sunrise. We'll have to go for a coffee. Yes, this we week. have to. We have to. Yeah, catching the sunrise for me. Um, journaling, I think that just became a massive thing for me over my next I can't get into period. journaling. Really? Tr- everyone says it and I yeah. get told it all the time. Sometimes, like journaling as much as like I could sit down and write like four pages in one sitting or more, but then some days... It's, I find it really hard mentally to get into. I'll write like one word. Like I could even just write like an emotion. Like mm. if I don't, if I'm not bothered, if I'm not feeling yeah, it, like I, I don't have to write anything. I like, yeah. I just, you know, it's not. Yeah. So I think that's just something that I did because I couldn't exercise and stuff for so yeah. long. Like I did that a lot. Um, reading, I think hanging out with your friends, hanging out with people that love you, um, that make you feel positive and uplifted. That's massive for me. Um, and then, yeah, obviously exercise, I think just getting the good endorphins going and, um, I guess doing something productive and something that you love every day is just like non-negotiable. Love that. You're going to write a book soon? That's a great idea. To be honest, I mean, like I haven't thought about it, but I mean, I guess during my whole like net process, I guess I, I have so much stuff now written down and so much stuff to think about and so much to say. So you never know. I feel like even even just sharing this podcast, like the stages of your life is so fascinating. I'm sure you can come up with incredible stories from, I'm sure. Yeah. And learnings from journeys along the way. Because yeah, yeah, it's a, Certainly an extraordinary life that you've lived and yeah. I'm excited to watch what's coming up for you. Thank you. Um, Thank you. But yeah, yes. it's been awesome to finally get to do this. I, I know. Mean, Thank it's you It's just nice getting me. to know your story, yeah. obviously being friends. And that's something yeah. that I've noticed with this podcast, being yeah. able to have conversations with friends that are uninterrupted for like an hour. You don't get that is often. It's rare. It's super rare. Like as you, you, you run into someone at a cafe or out at a bar, you're not going to sit down and like have this conversation. So it's always good to get to know yeah, people on Yeah, or like if level. someone gets like a phone call or you yeah. get like some – There's always there's some always sort of distraction. But yeah. No, it's been awesome to get to sit down and have a chat. But the Thank last you, question yeah. I end every episode of Good okay. Humans podcast with is what does being a good human mean to Ali Simpson? What does being a good human mean to me? Um, I think – I mean, something that I've, that I stand by, like I always put other people first, maybe too much sometimes, but I think putting, putting yourself into other people's shoes is, is being a good person to me. And I think approaching people and and new people or situations with no judgment, you know, because Mm. you don't know what anybody has been through in their life, what struggles they are currently dealing with mentally. You never know, like. I could be in a dark place mentally but still have a smile on my face and have a good conversation at a cafe with a friend, you know. Mm. So I think approaching people with no judgment, always putting yourself in their shoes, I think for me that's the main thing. Empathy, one yes. word. Yes, empathy. The most exactly. Important, Sum that up. Yeah, yeah, no, yes. it's, um, it's so well put and it's a, yeah. it's a quality that comes up so often in yes. that sort of answer. But I mean that question but everyone answers it in their own, in their own unique way. way, which has been beautiful. I mean yeah. I think you'll be guest 69 and yep. every single guest has had a different answer to that question, which yeah. just goes to show we all That's have so a different cool. interpretation. And yeah, I love to be that. honest, if I asked you that question in a week, you'd probably have a different answer. I probably That's would. That's the thing. We continue yeah. to evolve and continue to grow. But yep. 
Thanks so much for jumping on. I guess the Thanks, last question bro. is if anyone yep. wants to find you, I will have it all in the show notes, yeah, but cool. anything you want to plug while you've got the open mic? Oh, I mean, I guess my brand with my mom, I feel like that's the only thing I'm really plugging at the moment since Sick. it's been such a slow year for me. Um, Botanical Path, I mean, that's just been a great journey. But, I mean, not really. I'm just happy to be here and stoked to have had this chat with you and it's been awesome. It's been really, really good. Awesome. Well, I will yeah. leave everything in the show notes. Make sure if you enjoyed this episode, you um, – Hit that subscribe button, leave us five stars. Make sure you tag myself and Ali on Instagram yes. in your stories because I love, love to get plenty of you guys listening because yep. I know I learned a lot from this story and I know there's some um, yeah really interesting journeys that you've been on. But, yeah, thanks so much for jumping on Good Humans, Ali Simpson. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Cooper. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.